up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secret. Hey. Hey. Happy recording day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we wrapped up last episode with me and Ayana being interrogated. But I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) It wasn't an interrogation. It was more like a conversation just Mm -hmm. around, you know, after you go on all those dates, you know, what happens? Mm -hmm. So we're going to hop back into it. We said we were going to do a part two. So baby, this is part two. Lauren, fire away with these questions. Let's go. Let's All go. right. <laughs> I'm trying to do, trying to decide which one I want to ask first. Okay. First question. Oh, Jesus. Um, what was the first thing you noticed about yourself as a wife? Ooh. Ayana, you want to go first? Or you want me to take this? I got to think about it. I was going to say, okay. I think for me, the first thing I noticed, it don't have to be a good or a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's just a thing. Yeah. I think the first thing I noticed about me or about myself as a wife is that I don't like being told what to do. Ooh. Seems like that would be a good thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What is wrong with you, Lauren? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, like I'm not, I don't like being told what to do. Like I'll do things, but it's like, like a good example would be like, Hey, you need to wash the dishes or Hey, you need to do this. or Hey, you need to do that. Like, I don't like being told what to do. Mm. And maybe it's because, you know, when you're in your singleness, you're so used to doing things when you want to do them, how you want to do them. So having another person that you see, consistently like all day every day and then them actually giving you things that you're supposed to do it's kind of like that for me was like wow I didn't realize this but I don't like being told what to do um so yeah I think for me that would be the one thing I'll throw out can I add a a second question to that question how did you handle it like how did you handle the thing that you like like it's not being told not liking to be told what to do how did you handle that um, I think initially the way that we worked around it was I let my husband know, like, I need you to, to talk to me different. Like, don't say, hey, you need to do such and such and such and such. I was like, I don't mind you pointing out something, but I don't like being like specifically told. So instead of saying, hey, you need to wash the dishes, you know, instead of saying that, saying, hey, notice the dishes are piling up. Do you need help with washing the dishes? Um, you want me to take dishes and you take laundry this week? Like, you know, what are you thinking? Like, go at it at that angle. And even though I hear you saying, do you need help? I know what you really mean is I would like these. Hey, you need to watch this. <laughs> right. So I think it's just in the way you say things for sure. For me mm-hmm. anyway. It is because I know like if if it were me, I'd be like, can you just say, can you, you know, like <laughs> ask a question? Like, um, but for me. I think the first thing that I noticed that I was too independent and I've mm. mentioned this before because I was so used to doing so much on my own or myself or I figure it out myself. Um, so mm. having someone that is very helpful in everything, I had to get used to that or even asking for help instead of just saying, well, I'll just do it myself. Um, so I think for me, it was just being a little too independent and realizing that, Hey, you got another person on your team. They're here too. So, you know, 
you let them help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was how you handled it. That just kind of talking to yourself to say like, Hey, I have a husband now that's, you know, I, mean, that's I feel a partner. like from what I remember, I did talk to myself. Of course I talked to God, but I feel like we had a conversation about it too. Like, Hey, let me help you. So yeah. But, um, now I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I have a question. So what's a piece of advice that you were given prior to marriage that either one, you are glad you didn't listen to or one, you're glad or two, you're glad you're, you did listen to. Oh, okay. So somebody said this recently and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I look at it different now. You know how people say, don't go to bed mad. And I feel yeah. like I've, I feel like I've, I, not, I feel like I've said that to couples like, yeah, don't go to bed, man. This one of the piece of advice that I told, you know, I've told people blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I heard somebody talking about it recently and they were saying, stop telling people that. Like, if mm-hmm. they need some time to cool off, allow them to cool off. Like, you know, of course you don't want something to fester. But allow the person, like, if they just decide, hey, give me a moment, give me a pause, allow the person to do that. Um, I know most of the time with Sylvester and I, if we have a disagreement, we're not going to go to bed mad because I like to talk about things. We both like to talk about things. Um, I, I know for me more, I'll go into it like, okay, I had maybe about 5, 10, 15, even up to an hour of thinking about things, talking to God, and then we'll come and talk. If you need more time, I respect that, but I'm not going to force you. Oh, we need to resolve this right now because we can't go to bed mad. No, allow, because I think we have to understand that in a marriage, it's still two different people Mm -hmm. and two Mm -hmm. people who have their own personalities, two people who think different in so many ways, who may approach life or may approach a certain situation different. So it's like, yeah, you don't want to go to bed mad, but if that does happen, it's okay in a way, like Mm -hmm. let the person think it over, talk to God, especially when you're a Christian, trust me, the Holy spirit is working on them. So um, that is one piece of advice that I would not repeat from this year don't go to bed mad I know for me I think that was good um I got another one advice that we got but we didn't take and it was I remember there was a couple that was like you know y'all don't need to be going on girls and guys trips after y'all first get married and da 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 I need to focus on like building y'all sales and y'all's intimacy and we did not take that advice at all and I'm so glad that we didn't right (laughs) we plan one now (laughs) (laughs) what what does that do though like not because a trip is a weekend or a week correct versus y'all are together not 24 7 but you see that person every day I, I guess and I think like when the person was giving the advice it was from a standpoint of you know like once you're married you don't need to hang out with anybody that's not married and you don't need to hang out with you know anyone who could cause you to be tempted and I love one of the things that our pastor says all the time he says you can't be tempted by something that you don't think about so if there's all there's not already a seed of something in there, I mean, how are you watering it by going on a trip 
if the seed doesn't exist. And I think that, you know, people have this perception that if you put yourself in a certain situation, then something's automatically going to happen. But for us, I feel like, you know, we knew early on, like we really enjoy spending time with our groups of friends. Like I love hanging out with my friends. There are things that I can do on a girl's trip, as y'all well know, that I can't do on a guy's trip. That doesn't include anything that's dishonoring to my husband Mm -hmm. and, you know, vice versa. You know, he goes on, he's been going on like a trip to Vegas with his friends. And then he used to go to like Mardi Gras with a group of friends. But before we got married, we were like, yeah, we want to, we want to continue that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even when we're on trips with our friends, it builds this momentum for like getting back together Mm-hmm. and seeing each other mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I love that I mean you're just pretty much saying you miss your husband yeah and I, I love that it was the mm, it was the face he was, it was I, I, I love that when I thought about it I was like mm, like it made me it made me hump you were hilarious <laughs> but but yeah I'm so glad we didn't take that advice I am so glad that we me did too. not take that okay yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it don't make sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Period. That's period. Right. Period. Period. P- piggybacking on that question, I'm going to kind of flip it, right? right? What was the best advice you received as a married woman? Um, Or you mean like before I got married? Or you just mean about Because mm-hmm, that was Denise's question. It was like, why, since oh. you've been married, what has been the best advice you've received? Um, Since I've been in marriage... The best advice. Oops, I'm sorry. You got me fumbling stuff over here, child. Um, the best advice that I've received while being married. It's so interesting. You know, it was crazy. People don't give you a lot of advice after you already married. They got a whole lot to say before. But once yeah. you really, yes, I'm just realizing that. Like, I don't really have a bunch of people coming up to me saying, like, hey girl, you should do this at the third in your marriage. It's kind of like before you get married, everybody like, let me fill you up with what you need to know about what you're about to do. Um, but I will say that the best advice I've gotten, I think actually came from my dad. And he told me a couple months ago, we were talking, and he said, um, understand that your husband now is not going to be your husband in five years. It's not going to be your husband in 10 years. And he said that, you know, enjoy like this season of being with him, but also leave room for him to grow into the type mm-hmm. of man he's going to be later on. And, That's you know, good. I still don't yeah. think I understand the fullness of what he said. I understand but, it. Yeah. But I think, I think at the time, you know, I was talking to my dad about putting gas in my car and something super rare. Y'all know we didn't have this conversation about this gas in my car on these episodes multiple times. And of course, you know, my dad lives here now and I was leaving his house and my car was on E. And um, he was like, uh, you want some gas money? And I was like, no, I don't need no gas money. And as I'm driving away, he sent me some money anyway. <laughs> I was like, I don't need no money. And he was like, um, he said, well, you need to make sure that you're going to the gas station. Stop mm-hmm. waiting for Emmett to put gas in your car, especially if you're not asking him to put gas in your car. He's not a mind reader. And I was like, I mean, well, when I left your house, you asked me about my gas and I didn't have to ask you about that. And he said, and I've been a husband for 35 years. Mm-hmm. The husband that you have today, not the husband that you're going to have in five years. It's not the husband that you're going to have in 10 years. And you have to give him room to grow. But yep. he is not a mind reader in, in year one. 
So if you want gas in your car, I'm sure that if you ask him, he's going to do it, but you can't expect him to read your mind. Exactly. Yes. Your daddy is so right, girl. Okay. So Right. right. Because yeah, you have to, there are so many things 12 years later that I had to communicate in the beginning in order to see, I guess, the fruits of that, like Mm -hmm. my expectations with things, Um, you know, even up to now, sometimes I'll be like, my car needs to be washed. And that's all (laughs) I'll say. That's all I say. My car is dirty. And I I won't even say, can you wash my car? I'll be like, hey, my car is dirty. And he knows what that means. Like, let me go wash this girl car. So, you know, um, but yeah, your dad is right. Um, I, it's funny because my, the best advice kind of goes off of that in a way for me is communication. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like even, even over communication, like we talk about almost everything, I'll say, and I say almost everything because I know that he has friends that might confide in him. And it's like, hey, I'm talking to you, not you and Ayana, you know, um, yeah. and vice versa. Um, but yeah, over, um, almost over communication. We talk to each other about everything. We express our expectations. We, um, you know, we talk about details of certain things like so I'll say the best advice I received and the best advice that I give a lot of times is to communicate because a lot of marriages the the reason why they fail is because of lack of communication and assumptions and all those different things because and then the assumptions and the lack of communication just snowballs into something bigger and it's it gets so big that the, the they think that oh there's no going back from this. Mm. So I say communication over communication. Talk to your spouse, especially talk to them when children come into play because yeah. children will try to put themselves first. Um, <laughs> in your no for real in your relationship, it doesn't matter how old they are. Uh, mm-hmm. Nova is like, listen, this is my world, and everybody else are. are uh, evolves around it um and she's one but she (laughs) expects all of us to cater to her and I'm like no ma'am I'm the queen of this castle so you need to get in line so but yeah over communication that was good both of them I will uh, okay go ahead no, no, no. I wanted to ask the question to like Sade's dad advice. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Because it's like I was thinking, I was like, I wonder in a when a woman is dating, should she also think of the man? Um, I've, I want both of y'all advice on this. While a woman is dating, should we consider the fact that he evolves even in the dating like the time that we're dating, not when we're in a committed relationship, but I'm saying should like, how do I phrase it? I wanna, it sounds I wanna, like you're asking us, should people date potential? That's what it's giving. That is what it it's, is, giving, it's in a way. giving. Yeah, it is giving that a little bit. It is giving that, but I guess it's like consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's also consistency because it's like when you start dating someone and say, for instance, like, you know, he can evolve into better, of course, right. or he can evolve into worse. But should you be like alarmed to the fact that like, oh, this this band mm-hmm. changed, you know? So my, I want to ask both of y'all, like, 
is that like a red flag for single women is I guess in the dating sphere a man evolves uh numerous of times I don't I don't think it's a red flag because it just it's depending on how he evolves now if you meet someone and he is progressing in life like you know or progressing with their thoughts and how they mm-hmm. move, breathe, think, even how they dress or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Because I told y'all, the person that I met, like when we first started dating, so Sylvester, who I married, is a different, but like in the, what, two year span, there mm-hmm. was so much evolution with him as a person. And then when we got married and now all these years later, it's totally different man. But I don't see anything wrong with a man progressing in dating. I've seen it happen so many times, even outside of my relationship. And I personally feel like we 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 do that. You know, we make them better yeah. in a lot of ways. So yeah. I, I think, I think it, it's a good look, you know? I think it just depends on what area they're progressing in. Like, That's I would give a person, to Ayana's point, like, I give a person room to progress in, like, their swagger, you know? Like, I, you know, you got room to do that. I give a person room to, you know, grow in maybe being, you know, the type of person who would look out for you or wash your car or do certain things that you deem as chivalrous that maybe they just haven't experienced yet. Okay, I can give you that. But I'm not giving you room to grow in character things. Like, I'm not giving you room to grow if you're a person who's always super angry. I'm not giving you room to grow. Yeah. In, in things that are like character, morals, like that type of a thing. Because if you're like, angry when we first meet, it's a done deal. Don't even talk to me. Like, you got an attitude problem. What? No, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I say yes, depending on what the area is. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a character issue, absolutely not. You won't have to do that on your own. Mm-hmm. If I'm still single, when you come back around, I see you player, but... Absolutely not. Not together. We can't do that in a relationship together. I find that interesting because to you all's point, then you are dating potential. And for so long as a single woman, you know, we hear that quote and I've said it. (laughs) I'm not dating potential. But I guess in some aspects you are. See, this is the thing, though. I don't when you say I think because I know you as a person, when you (laughs) say I'm dating potential, I am uh, or I'm not dating potential. I'm not looking at it in like there are some people who say it in a very snooty way. I have never seen I've never felt you say it in that manner. I think you just have certain standards. And if the potential are in those standards and you see them elevating in those standards, that is dating potential. Now, mm-hmm. if they are outside of those standards, that's not your potential. And that's not potential that you would want to deal with. That might be potential for somebody else, but right. you know what you want. So, you know, I think I think when I hear a dating potential and you say like, oh, OK, I'm going to date someone who has potential to be X, Y and Z. It's like I feel like if you look at it on a spectrum and it's like the spectrum is one to ten and you meet a person who's at a seven, it's kind of like you have potential. So I'll date you. And I think that's what Ayana means with like, do they fall within the standard? So like, mm-hmm. if you say, all right, from a one to 10, my standard is six to 10, where this thing is concerned, whatever mm-hmm. your thing is, the thing could be how much money you make. It could be where you live. It could be 
um, you know, how much you express your emotions. It could mm-hmm. be all of those different things. It doesn't have to be like a materialistic thing. But mm-hmm. if you say, okay, on the spectrum from one to 10 on, we'll pick a non-materialistic thing. So expressing your emotions from one to 10, a 10 being you cry every time you talk and a one being that you ain't let nothing show. <laughs> you just, you hard all the time. You know what I mean? And you say, okay, I would like a man who can, who can cry. I want a man who's at a 10 or whatever. And you meet a man who's at like a seven where it's like, you know, he's not going to cry if, if you are having a bad day with him or whatever, but he'll cry his grandma's funeral. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you got potential. You got some emotions in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see somebody who has the potential to get to where I would want. And in that spectrum, I'm going to want somebody between a six and an eight. Okay. I don't need no 10. So I, that's the thing too, is where, you know, where are you? What is your standard on the spectrum? Yeah. Right. And right. I, so it comes into play, like, um, because I personally, like, if a woman says it in a snooty way, I mean, she says it in a snooty way. At least she knows where she is and what mm-hmm. she does or doesn't want. Because I think it also depends on where you are and if you have room to grow. Have Have you decided that where you are in life is perfect, you're good? I can see someone like that also desiring to have meet someone who doesn't have potential set and they're, and they're good and they're established as well. Or if you're somebody who is still climbing, then you may want to be with somebody who is still climbing. You know, it just yeah. depends also not just that person and what their potential is, but what's your potential? What you got going on too, I think. Well, well. Yeah. But well. Are, can you ask a question more, would you? Would I, I what? Snooty way, but I did think initially you said it in a very stern way. So it wasn't snooty, but it was stern. I think it's still stern, but I think what Sade, like what I like what she said was the fact that I have to know the standard. Right. And I think that was the disservice I gave myself prior to was that I never established a standard. I never said sis or gave myself the why. This is why Mm -hmm. I won't date this this type of person because of this. And it was just to make a blanket statement. I think it's a disservice. Um, to you because you're not acknowledging the reason as to why you think the way that you think. And I think, you know, for me, especially in the single space, I praise God because he's given me more clarity on the whys. Like he's given me, and he's given me more confidence that when I do say it, because Mm -hmm. I know why I said it, it can come across a lot different, you know? Yeah. So praise God that Ayana said initially when I said it, it didn't come off kind of snooty, but. I didn't um, think so. I, I, I mean, I I do think that other people thought that because I feel like somebody somebody like it was one of the dating topics that we put on YouTube somebody like said something and I was like oh you're taking it wrong but you don't know her so you know right right Mm. yeah let me go and read them comments I don't see I don't see anything wrong with standards I don't see anything wrong with because I'm gonna put it this way I'm because I know we like not trying to touch the topic of materialistic stuff but let's just put it this way. Oh no, we could we could talk about them stuff too. Okay, so for Omarion touch, we could touch that. How, what'd you say? I say y'all know I don't really care for Omarion, but that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right. Well, you know, I could just because I use this as an example before. Um. Well, no, I'm not going to use that as an example because this is 2022. Well, no, no, I can't. I can't. Okay, let's say, <laughs> yeah, where are we going? Come on. I'm using the, the potential. All right, okay, so okay. remember, when I first met Sylvester, we were like, what, 22, 21, 22. 
he was working mm-hmm. at Chick-fil-A. And I remember that somebody turned their nose up at him working at Chick-fil-A. This was an adult who was like older. Did y'all get discounts? Because yes, I got I got free food like all the time. Like I was, I would love that, you know. But not a potentially hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the potential in him work. I mean, I saw potential in him anyway because I knew, like, out especially out of conversation, I was like, he ain't trying to work there all the time, and we young. Like we literally like we try to figure Fresh out our out lives. Of co- not even out of college yeah. age. Like yeah. we try to figure out our lives, all that type yeah. of stuff. But like I remember one person in particular, like turned their nose up at him. And I was like, Well, your opinion doesn't matter anyway. But um, I'm like, he's not working at Chick-fil-A anymore. And even if he was, I like I remember, like, I talked to him, I was like, Okay, if you were to stay at Chick-fil-A, what is one of your aspirations with Chick-fil-A. He was like, I would eventually mm-hmm. want to go to corporate. And, right. you know, and that could have been potential because I remember even before he left Chick-fil-A completely, he was not in the same position that he was in when he, when was, he got there. When he got there. So, you know, that is potential. Like that's working within, like, especially if you meet somebody and they're in a particular job space position whatever especially in 2022 we just got out of pandemic there was a lot of people who literally had to pivot in in the midst the of pandemic. two years yeah. like they literally it's people that changed whole job positions everything like that people who literally went from maybe a ceo to like entry level you know like that type of scenario or whatever so i'm like right. but at least you know they can get back to ceo you know, right. so I, I feel like when you look at potential that way, cool. But if he working at McDonald's and he ain't trying, he's trying to stay at McDonald's, like he's like, well, I like my job. It's comfortable. That's not potential because he's not he's not doing nothing. Like, he don't want I, nothing else. And yeah. you can't live off of no McDonald's salary. Not in 2022. So. For the rest of your life. Yeah. I think to Ayana's point, the potential part comes into play with that, where you got to look at the ambition or the grind behind what they're doing in this moment. So it's different. Like she said, if you're working at a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or something like that, and you're super complacent and you're like, this is it. This is what I'm about to do for the rest of my life. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. You know, but that goes back to like, what is the other person's standard? Where do they fall on that scale? And I think that, you know, if you see a person who's working a certain place, but they get up and they're and they get to work every time they're in early, they stay late They're They give thousand percent customer service. To me, that means that potential is like I'm looking at their character and I'm looking at the type of person they are overall when it comes to working, not where they work, but how they work. And that's the potential that I'm looking at. And I remember I have a friend we were talking about, you know, her and her husband, and I guess they've been married for going on like seven or eight years now. And she was like, yeah, you know, when, my, when I met my husband, he was doing this out of the third. Like I never expected um, that he would be anything different than what he is now. And where he is now is completely different from where he was then. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? She was like, I knew because of the type of man he was, he would never stay where he was at. Like I knew by the type of man that he was, he was going to go places regardless mm-hmm. of where you put him. If you put him in a McDonald's, he's going to shine. If you put him in a Fortune 500 company in a corporate office, he's going to find going to shine just because that's the type of person that he is. And then I'm going to circle back in, in uh, Denise's terms to this. 
the owner operators work inside the Chick-fil-A. So exactly. Exactly. Um, Exactly. It's giving owner-operator behavior. I just Sylvester's don't boss at the time, who was the owner-operator, I could go up there any given day and that man would be up there. So, and it's mandatory. In exactly. order to own a store, own a you, have, you have to work hours in the store. So for anyone to say anything about a person, especially a person working at Chick-fil-A, it's like, baby, you don't know nothing then. You don't. Because listen you can't own a chick-fil-a without putting in hours and physically working there exactly so yeah yeah Emmy Emmy used to work in chick-fil-a too okay show did Emmy look like he could have worked at (laughs) chick-fil-a he does listen chick-fil-a builds good character ladies so if you find a man that work at (laughs) chick-fil-a good character (laughs) yeah I mean, I don't know. They been acting like it ain't their pleasure no more a little bit, but that's that. That's that. That's them Gen Zs, honey. Ooh, right. Because they, they, I, I'm going to keep the best of that to myself. What's the next question? <laughs> I have a question. What are two non-sexual ways that you build intimacy in your marriage? That's good. That is a really um, good question. That is a really good question. I that's think- a hard question. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I think for me, two non-sexual ways that I build intimacy in my marriage, I cannot with y'all. Oh, why can't black people take anything seriously? <laughs> Dang. Um, but the first thing I would say is traveling. Um, which do end up becoming intimate. I was about to say, come on. <laughs> but the traveling itself builds the intimacy. <laughs> Um, I feel like me and Emmett try to travel like every other month somewhere, every other month or at least once a quarter to somewhere. And um, it builds intimacy. I think the other thing we do that builds intimacy is I, I don't know why this is coming to mind. It, it does. It should not make sense. But like laying in the bed together, sending memes to one another is also something that builds intimacy to me. Like just sharing. I agree. And- yeah, that we talk about and have conversations about, uh-huh. like, what you think about this? What you think about uh-huh. that? And it feels so communication. Yes, yeah. communication, but about things that aren't us. So, like, you know, you know how you be asking hypothetical questions, like, okay, so we was on a boat and the boat was was sinking, <laughs> and then we had to get on the lifeboats, but only one of us get on the lifeboat. What would you do? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, it's, it's funny because I would say that definitely like laying in the bed and just kind of, you know, um, also we love movies. We love Mm -hmm. a lot of the same type of movies. So we, uh, we nerd out together. We definitely nerd out together. And one of our favorite things is we love Marvel movies. We love Marvel shows. We love all those things. We love building Legos. We love like, so those are like non-sexual things that we'll do together. Um, And one thing that is a like physical thing, but it's non-sexual until you take it a certain way is we uh, touch, like we just touch each other, like all day, all day we'll touch each other in some type of way. It's like, did I hug you today? No, you didn't. Okay, let me get a hug. Or we pass by each other and it's like, you just might touch them or brush against them or, um, 
I, one thing that Sylvester loves that I do, like when we're laying in the bed, is I rub my feet against the top of his feet. And he that loves too. that. Like he's when my feet is cold. <laughs> like he, he loves that. And it's like a not he just it's non-sexual, but he just loves when I sit there and do that. And that's one thing that I do that um helps me go to sleep. So it's like I just kind of rub my feet at the bottom of the bed. And if his feet are right there, I do it. And yeah, so those little things touch. And I was not a touchy person at first. But when you love that person, you just like touching them. So. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you was going to answer different, Ayanna. I thought you was going to say kids. Because I feel like I, when I witnessed you and Baka have children, y'all just to me seem so more in sync than what you all I mean you all were already in sync but it's like y'all could I could see Haven doing something and both of y'all just look at each other and just and it just be like oh y'all be like one mind we are definitely it is yeah. it's definitely teen parents versus the kids yeah. <laughs> in a way that's hilarious so. okay so this one here this particular question is about um I'm going to give a little background about the question. Well, I'm going to ask the question first. The question is, is marriage about thinking or observing? And the reason I wrote that down is because I feel like a lot of times as a single woman, a lot of times they're telling us to observe the guy, right? Like observe what he does, you know, observe this, observe that. But like when once you say I do, are you still observing or is it now more about being like thoughtful? Like, is it about the thoughts? So... Um, I think it's both. And I feel like that's a cop out answer, but I feel like you gotta pay attention and then think about what you paid attention to, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that both are are equally important in a marriage. So it's kind of like you have to pay attention to like what the love languages of your spouse are. You have to pay attention to like their ebbs and flows and know them well so that when something shifts, you can kind of see it. Um, but then you also need to, what was the other one? Lauren was it thinking or thinking or observing, but then the thinking part comes in because, um, you can't be married to a method. So I think in a marriage, because you're dealing with a real human person, when you observe (laughs) something, what may have fixed what you observed a year ago may not fix what you observed today. And it may look like, and you observe it being like the same issue or the same argument or the same whatever, but you really have to like, and this, I don't want to be dumb deep, like literally take it, think about it, pray about it, digest it and understand what's happening before you react or do whatever. So I would say that like thinking and observing are equally important in the marriage, mm-hmm. in my mind. But what do you think, Ayana? I say ditto on that one. And I don't know. I don't have really anything to expound expound on. I I, I like the way you explained it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> okay. Don't play with us. Now, don't come over here with no crazy question next. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I only have one more. Okay. okay. Nope. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Does the I feel like as a single woman, a lot of times we that we have a lot of pressure like behind us. It's like the pressure to like get married, 
And like, you know, the pressure, especially if once you cross 30, it's like, are you going to have kids? So you need to find your husband like yesterday. And so my question to you all is as a married um, or as married women, um, does the pressure continue? Of course it does. Or, or does, or is it more intensified? I think it's about the same. I think the pressure is about the same. It's the same level of pressure. I feel like once you get married, people expect you to have kids. So there's pressure to have kids. Once you have a kid, then it's like, when are you going to have the next one? So it's more pressure to have another kid. And then it's just like, I think that there's always pressure. It's just applied in a different area. Once yep. you're me. Yeah. So it's just consistent pressure. Yes. Yeah. I ignore the pressure. Because you ain't even to pressure me in my relationship. <clears throat> It, because it, I remember like yesterday I put in my stories that I was going to give away some baby stuff and somebody immediately DM'd me and was like, what about the third? And I was like, leave me alone. The, the third That's baby. Third. Like, why are you giving away your stuff? Like, what about the third? And I was like, like, it's always, people are always going to talk about like, like what with the pressure, do. what you, what's the next thing, what you should do, all of that. So. Yeah, it, it's not their fault you create beautiful babies. I keep trying to tell you, you helping the world. I appreciate it. <laughs> I do. I really. We need more it. beautiful babies out there. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's weird. That's you, okay. <laughs> you, Denisa, and Charde can have the beautiful babies. Lord <laughs> Jesus. All right. This is a fun question here. The next one, uh, Denisa, did you have one? No, you can. You can take us out. Okay, this is a fun one. Okay. If you could select a song to best describe your marriage. Oh, I love it. What song would it be? Oh, child. We'll give y'all a little bit of time to take, think of this one. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I know the song, but I don't know the title of it. I... What, the song to best describe my marriage. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Make you mind by give me on probably for me in this moment. This moment, okay. How does it go? Give us a little. You know what? I might go play it for you. <laughs> Let me play it for you. Here you go, right here. <clears throat> Can you hear it? Can y'all hear it? No. It went in and out, but yeah. Okay, wait. What about here? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that song. All right, a little rhythm and blues. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, so most of the, so the lyrics literally start off and say like, you're as good as it gets for me. Slow it down. Don't want to miss a moment. Um, And it's just like, you know, it talks about like a person being yours. It's like, what would it take to make you mine forever? And I feel like me and Emmett are in a season where it's just like, I don't know. We're loving, loving on one another. And it's like, what can I do today? What can I do this month? To talk about it last month. And um, I love that for us because I know that, you know, once you start having kids and doing different things, it's like you don't 
from what I gather and hear from a lot of people who are moms and have multiple children, it's like you don't always get that like consistent moment with your spouse. Um, And so I think that we're just in this season of just like taking in all of the moments for what they are and enjoying them. So that's so cute. I'm laughing. I said that's so cute because I have like a total opposite thought in my head that popped up. My song would be because it's like one of our hype songs like that just reminds us of like how good God is. And it's such an oxymoron, but it's it's God by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, that song just kind of embodies our energy in a way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you know yeah I don't know I, I, like I can't necessarily describe it but it's the feeling with it you know yeah so. you know what's crazy I knew that Sade was gonna choose R&B uh, and I knew you was gonna choose hip-hop <laughs> that is that's my brand for sure I, I love that. I would be as lovey-dovey as I am because I've always been so like no emotions, just like, you know, keep your emotions to yourself. I'm going to keep my emotions to myself. And then when we get them together, that's okay for that moment. And then we put them away again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like marriage has made me so mushy. Yeah. But I'm not mad about it. I like that for me. I like that for you too. I yeah. do. Yeah, I love that for you. Not like, I love that for you. Thank y'all. And I love that Ayana's song is hype because they do be over there. Hype. They do. Just be bouncing. <laughs> turn it up. Right. Turn up. <laughs> My second, the, the second one that I did think about was 100 Mil by J. Cole. I love Which that one would you say? 100 Mil by J. Cole. That was another See, song. That I don't I even know like that song. That's describe horrible. us in a way, like the hypeness of it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I love that. And well, then, I, hold on. Okay. I got another one. If I want to go, if I, I got go, a playlist for y'all. No, because no, I, I was literally going in. down my phone. If I want to go a sexy, you know, and I love Beyonce, I would say cuff it. Okay. Cuff it. Yeah. I don't remember how cuff it go. It's the kind of, um, which the, album? The new one, the new the album. one that just came out. Oh, yeah. that's why I don't know. <laughs> she oh, ain't listening. You know, she gosh. ain't listening to it. Oh, I, I listened to it one time, but she was just saying too much stuff. I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to turn her off. Sorry, <laughs> she sound older than me right now. <laughs> what is she talking <laughs> about? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I love y'all answers. I lo- and I appreciate y'all. I mean, to me, the last couple of episodes has just been like us sitting on the couch, chopping mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just you know, really us pitching y'all brains about marriage, and y'all giving us beautiful insight. And so, I thank God that he, of you know, course. he gave us some awesome young friends, young mm-hmm. friends that are married and happily married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful yeah, friends. That's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. That is important. But I've enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed sharing with you guys for yeah. sure. I'm shocked that you didn't ask any like more intimate questions, Lauren. I thought that that was coming, but yeah, fine. yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I will save that for we'll save that for a secret night. A secret night. <laughs> okay. I love the way you tease that. But it's secret night. Stick around and find out. <laughs> we appreciate you guys tuning in today. Thank you for checking out our episode. If you are a first-time listener, I need you to do two things. I need you to subscribe on wherever you're listening to right now. Like right, right now. I know it gotta mm-hmm. be somewhere near where you're listening to. And the second thing is you can go follow us on at least one social media platform. It could be Instagram at Save Girl Secrets. On Facebook, same thing, Save Girl Secrets. Or on Twitter at Save Girl Secrets. Secret, no S on Twitter. So we love y'all. Good God bless y'all. Love and peace, guys. Bye. Bye.